Right, we are back. We are. It is episode 63. I am Chris Zane. And I am Chad Lee. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, thanks for tuning in to Fringe Fanatics as always. We appreciate it greatly. Yeah, thanks for listening. Indeed. And as we have been doing in these most recent episodes, episode 63 is... Um, going to be dedicated to Mr. Gene Upshaw. The legendary Gene Upshaw. Yeah, yeah. Well, to give us a little rundown on yeah, it. Yeah, so I had to kind of be reminded of it because I know I've heard the name before, and that's because I'm a you know, little young buck when it comes to the yeah, NFL. Yeah. You know, he was around back in the day, and he did a lot of good things for the NFL. Back in the day cafe, if you yeah, will. That's right. Uh, he was a guard, um, the first offensive guard to be selected to the uh, Hall of Fame played 14 seasons, I believe, with the Raiders. Um, hell of an offensive guard, but to me, what makes him really significant is what he did after his career, where he served as the executive director for the NFLPA for 25 years. And to many, what I've heard is he's considered one of the goats, if you will, when it comes to establishing rights and services basically for the players after they retire. Um, he led the NFL PA to many firsts, including a 401k program, a pay player annuity plan, health reimbursement <laughs> accounts. It's a big word. Yeah. Annuity yeah, health reimbursement <laughs> accounts for vested players and a league wide incentive pay system known as performance based pay among others. He also established NFL players Inc, which now generates tens of millions in group licensing revenue for the players each year. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, 25 years, uh, he was the NFL PA, um, director from 1983 to 2009. Um, along with all of those things, Chad just, mentioned which was you know a lot of good rights and stuff for the players and whatnot yeah um, a lot of people also say he basically helped define the modern nfl era so to speak and uh, before taking on his role in the nfl pa uh, he did have a 15 season hall of fame career uh, he was a six-time pro bowler three-time first team all pro player and he won the AFL championship and two Super Bowls over the course of his career. So with the Raiders. Um, the Raiders. Yep. Uh, so one hell of a career and one hell of a career after football. Um, basically making football into what it is that we watch today. So yeah, if it wasn't for him, we probably wouldn't see commercials with Peyton Manning for Allstate, Patrick Mahomes, State Farm. Yeah, yeah, he made the NFL pretty much marketable. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, so big ups to Gene. Shots, cheers to, Gene. to you, cheers Gene. Upshaw. To you. Sure, rest sure. in peace. Rest in peace. And uh, thanks for all you've done and yeah. giving us shit to talk about every Tuesday. So damn right, man. We, each week we're learning and we're teaching. We're learning and we're teaching the folks. Cheers yep. to you, Chad Lee. Cheers, to, you, Cheers to each and every one of you out there. Cheers. Drink them down. Oh, that's going down good tonight. That's Ooh, scary. It was better than the last time for sure. Tomorrow's my Friday, so I'm kind of like feeling like it's a Thursday. I always drink on Thursday nights, so. Yeah, Ugh, this is gonna make people think you have a problem. Well, <laughs> I, he might. Um, so, how was your weekend, sir? Uh, the weekend was okay. It was a lot of just packing, a lot of, a lot of boring shit. Uh, I think we've mentioned before that we are having to move, and it is coming around next week. Thankfully, we have you, my yeah. guardian angel, that helps yeah. me move every couple yeah, months. Every time Chad moves, I'm there to help. So yeah. every six yeah. months, it feels like, but yeah. nah, not really. Um, 
You, uh, yeah, you're going to help out a lot and I appreciate it. But yeah, last weekend we uh, just did a lot of packing and then we went to Don's on Sunday night, which was a really big letdown. I know it was really sad driving away, but, uh, we did on a high note, go to Zane's. Ironic. It is your name. I don't know. You guys should go there just for the ironic part of it. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing, man. Yeah. We went, we even went to Don's on Sunday. One of my friends was like, dude, Zane's was the Italian food place you went to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking amazing, dude. I had lobster ravioli. You, would you say it was insane? I would, I would definitely say it's <laughs> chef gets insane, mm, uh, magnifique, oh, it's fantastic, man. Grazie. They have this weird thing there too. Uh, I had to like take a Snapchat to send to my mom because I thought she would dig it, but it was wild. Where like they really like nutcrackers in the waiting room where you wait. I think there's maybe like fifty to sixty nutcrackers around. Like, yeah, they really like Christmas, so it was kind of entertaining. But yeah, really good food. If you ever never haven't ever gone to Zane's and DTC, totally worth it. Yeah, go check it out for show. Big shout out to Zane's. Yeah, yeah. What so, about you? How was the show, man? It was good, man. We played on top of some bowling lanes. I saw which that. Was exciting, dude. Yeah, it looked like a music bowling video. Man. It I, did kind of. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Uh, I think Andrew made a reel for it, so I was like, damn, you guys should turn that into a music video. Yeah, it would be cool to go film a music video. I think right? it would be, man. Yeah, Alley so, cats. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You ever see that Disney Plus movie? I don't think I have. Not Disney Plus. It was a Disney original movie back oh. in the day. When we oh, the Alley Cats. Yeah. 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 No, I don't, I don't think I did see that one ever. You're missing out. Damn it. Well, did you guys have a good uh, turnout? Yeah, it was a decent turnout. We um, yeah, we, we rocked. Uh, Patient Zeros were good. They opened up the show. They're actually going to be our music guests this month. So Sweet. we'll be talking about the Patient Zeros a little bit later. Uh, and the Missing as well. They they did pretty damn good, man. It was a pretty good show overall. Uh, but Saturday, I fucking crashed hard, dude. I slept a good chunk of the day. I don't know why. I was just fucking exhausted for some reason. Yeah, I don't blame it happened. you, man. And I got some good a chunk of work done on the car, but it's not done yet. That's cool. Did I you had get to the battle. right parts for it? Yeah, I got the right nice. parts, but I had to battle with a piece that didn't want to come out. Yeah, that that's annoying. Kind of broke. And even in the video I watched, the guy's like, it's probably going to break because they made it out of plastic. Oh, shit. And I was like, huh? Well, it broke, and Fuck. then it was a pain in the ass to get out. But thankfully, it came out all in one piece in the video. Like, this much broke was still inside, like, the motor, because it's, like, where the oil drains out of the turbo back into the drain pan. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so it all came out in one piece, so that was exciting. But then I had to go to fucking Lowe's and get some... uh nuts so I could get one of the uh, studs for the... Um, God damn it, the header, because okay. it, it came out with the bolt, so I had to get the bolt head off and the stud separated. So I had to get, like, two nuts and put them together and then, like, kind of, like, cinch them together and then back it out. It was a pain. You need ass, to stop. So. You're just talking dirty to me. I know. Are you aroused Cinching now? all these nuts <laughs> over here. Are you your nuts cinched back right now? How cinched better, right? are they? Just keep twisting, all right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, well, that's good, man. Yeah, and then cool. uh, yeah, Sunday watched some football. The Broncos, I thought were gonna win, and then they didn't win, and mm-hmm. then it was it is what it is. Yeah. But, it's a heartbreaker, what? man. Yeah, Both in, our teams lost. Yeah, we're actually in the same boat. Yeah, we played each other in fantasy, and you bested me. We both had 
one of the worst weeks of our yeah. <laughs> of our year this Thankfully, year in Joe fantasy. Mixon so yeah, Joe Mixon, you son of a bitch. Yep, I thought you were gonna get me, man. We I did. I was very... like, dude, McManus is gonna fucking give me twenty five points. <laughs> this is nothing but field goals. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and then that's about it, man. Nice. So. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Yep. We're back at it. 63, yeah. rolling along. We're going to call Beal up. Yeah. Yeah, almost 69. I can't wait to do that episode. Might have to do uh, Gronkowski for that one. <laughs> I'm going to find some sweet, like, porn music to get for the intro. Bound chicken Episode 69. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, let's get into some headlines. We're going to cover a little NFL. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it right now. Headlines. Get your headlines here. That's right. It is time for headlines, mm-hmm. and we're going to get started with the NFL. Let's go with this one. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Get Are you going to get me the ball? ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. I always forget how long this one is. Yeah. You got to have the buildup, though. Yeah. Gets you ready. Get the ball. Little man has entered the building. What's up, little boy? So yes, yeah, it is time for the NFL headlines. And it's the bummer NFL news with the injuries. I mean, there's people out there that, you know, they're just casual fantasy players, you know, fantasy team owners. So maybe they listen to us and they're like, oh, shit. Damn, Christian Watson did get hurt. Maybe I should check in on him. Yeah, we're giving you guys the tidbits to use to uh, get yourself ahead in fantasy. Because right. we all know that's what the most important thing in life is, is fantasy football. It's what moves. It uh, makes the world go around. Yeah, NFL, that's for sure. <laughs> and I am sitting at first place. So yeah, so look at you go. Look at you go. Well, let's start off on the defensive side of the ball. The Falcons lost their best defensive back, A.J. Terrell. He had a, he had a concussion. Don't know if he's still in pro protocol or not, but I'm sure we'll be checking in soon. Yeah, like we it's always kind of say, it's tough because usually by Wednesday is when you're going to figure out where they're at in yep. terms of if they're going to play or not. Uh, also in that game, offensive tackle Caleb McGarry uh, got an MCL sprain. He may miss some time. Um, they're thinking probably this next week for sure, but uh, they don't know if it's going to be longer than that. So bummer for Atlanta for sure. Yep. But uh, let's move on to, uh, well, we'll get to the one from last night. We were just talking yeah. about the Jaguars. Another uh, QB goes down. Yep. Trevor Lawrence uh, with a pretty gnarly ankle sprain where he actually ended up sitting on his own foot at one point. Yeah. Because <laughs> of an offensive tackle that <laughs> yeah. came around and he stepped on it. Tweaked and, his ankle, yeah. and then next thing you know, you're sitting on your own foot. Yeah. Um, so high ankle sprain, they said, like, all the x-rays came back negative, but um, it does sound like he may be missing at least this next week. But yeah, they're gonna They're going to so. check back in, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, let's see. Packers, Christian Watson, hamstring. Looked pretty bad. It was a non-contact one. Just went straight to the ground, mm, grabbing a sniper. Out of his yep. a damn sniper got him. Yeah, sitting up in the stands, just picking people off. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, in that game as well, on the Chiefs side of the ball, Drew Tranquil, right on the first defensive series, I believe it was, took a knee to the side of the head by A.J. Dillon, dude. Was he out cold? 
He wasn't out cold. It took him a while. He was laying on the ground like he was dead for a minute, though. But, dude, if anybody out there has seen the size of legs, the tree trunk legs that A.J. <laughs> Dillon has, and imagine taking a knee from it, I'm surprised Drew Tranquil's alive. Yeah, I mean, anytime you see those guys take knees to the side of the head, to the side of the head, you're like, that looked like it really hurt. Oh man, even with the <laughs> helmet on, dude, it would yeah. fucking hurt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, did you get all of the Chiefs? Yeah, ones? I was gonna say okay, the we other bummer more. one was Brian Cook that looked like he twisted his ankle off. Yeah, um, surprisingly, shockingly, he did not break it. So, I'm sure it's a very badly sprained one. I wouldn't doubt it if there's possibly ligaments torn. Uh, I have yet to hear an update, but all I know is it's not broken. Yeah, when you sent me the picture, or you you showed me it, was you either showed me yeah. or sent it to me, one of the two. Uh, I just wrote down, I was like, he's probably done for the season. Yeah. And then we talked today, and you're like, no, he's yeah. good. I think it was yesterday I found out that yeah. Yeah, the news came out that it's not broken. Shocking, His leg man. ain't broken. Yep. Speaking of broken legs, though, yep. Houston wide receiver Tank Dell fractured his fibula against the Broncos, effectively ending his breakout rookie season season so that's a big bummer and now you know i think we're seeing a trend man yeah there's a lot of players after we do this list yeah after they play the broncos you can't that one was that was his own guy did it honestly no it uh there's a video of dj jones there's a conspiracy out there that thinking that he's leaning on it you can uh, see him like slowly because dj jones is on his elbows on the ground like that yeah. and that's who kind of fell into his ankle and he kind of just put his pressure into it and that's when no, Dell fell God. over. I don't know. No, not saying it's dude. the case. The Broncos are just picking Pretty people off. Pretty weird, man. Yeah. They're the Bash Brothers. The whole squad is. So, yeah, that's a bummer. And CJ Stroud loses one of his uh, biggest he weapons. He was having a hell of a rookie season. Yeah, he really was. He was up to like 790 yards or something before that yeah, game. Yeah, I didn't see what his year total is at. But uh, another wide receiver, Amari Cooper, ruled out with a head injury versus yeah. the Rams. So yeah. uh, we'll be looking into that to see That's if he's going to be starting one. this week. So, And he got banged up in the Broncos game, too. So it's two weeks in a row now. He's been uh, leaving a game early. Yeah. If anybody's hearing some squeaking, just, uh, don't worry about it. It's just little man. He's getting yeah. his toy. Yep. He's, he, he's all revved up from the move. Yeah, that's that's it. We got to have him in here because she's moving the stuff over to the new house right now. So we're doing some dog sitting. Yep, yep. So, all right. Yep. Uh, the Dolphins, they lost both of their tackles in that game. Didn't seem to slow them down, but they were playing the horrible commanders. Uh, Teron, Obst- Teron Armstead, uh, what was his... What was it, knee? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, his was an ankle. Ankle, so, yeah. right. And then Robert Hunt on the other side hurt his hamstring, and they did not return to that game. Yeah, and then also uh, linebacker Jerome Baker, knee MCL week to week after being ruled out in that same game mm-hmm. um, for the Dolphins. Uh, New England, Ramondre Stevenson, ankle from a hip drop tackle. X-rays were negative, so they got some good news there. We'll see if he misses any time. Yep, that tackle's definitely getting banned. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's coming. And did you mention Derek Carr? I did not. Let's talk about him. Guy was in a car accident, yeah, apparently. Definitely in a car accident. That's what I wrote down, kind of. I was just like injuries everywhere. <laughs> injuries. Because this body. is what happened a couple of weeks ago. I think when it was the Bears game when he got hurt. Hey, dude. Chill out, man. Oh, yeah, he's going crazy now. I know, and I'm not even going to be able to take it from him, so it is what it is. Yeah, I was like, I didn't realize it was getting that loud. He's getting after it. He wants to kill the squeakers and toys. Um, But, yeah, Derek Carr in the Bears game. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Squeaky, squeaky. Hey, hold on a second. 
Pause for the cause. Pause for the cause. Um, I'll take this over. So Derek Carr, yeah, he gets a concussion, shoulder, and the dreaded back injury. Broke my back. Yeah, and that's just broken. (laughs) A a vertebrae or or a portion? Spinal. Hopefully it's not spinal. Um, He is probably, they're thinking he's probably going to miss this next week. Um, So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, Kenny Pickett, another quarterback, Pittsburgh, had surgery on his ankle that was a high ankle sprain. Um, Tomlin did say it is not going to be a season-ending injury um, or surgery, I guess, for that matter. So uh, how that's going to work, I don't know. There's not that much time left in the season, so we'll see how that ends up playing out for Pittsburgh. Uh, The last one I have was Washington. uh, Brian Robinson, hamstring ruled out in that same game in the Dolphins. So that's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I've got as well. Um, pretty significant ones. Another more quarterbacks go down this year, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think yeah. we're up to like 14 backup quarterbacks are starting right now. Yeah, and they're looking at some of the matchups this week. It's, it's like it's rough. four games or backup on backup. Uh-huh. Backup on backup crime. Uh-huh. I mean, you got to hand it to Jake Browning. We'll get into it later. But yeah. Damn, that was, yeah, we'll definitely that was get into that. Else. That was an, an insane performance. Uh, but right now, it's time to get into the NFL news. We got a few things to get into here. Personal file 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. That's right. And now we're giving you the business of football. Um, so uh, the only a couple things to talk about, really. Um, Shaq Leonard joins the Eagles over the Cowboys uh, with a one-year deal, and the Eagles defense gets a little bolstering in the linebacker room. So um, the rich get richer in that regard. Well, I wonder which Shaq Leonard we're going to get hurt, the one post-injury or that's very true. You know, is it the one before? Because if it's anything like the one before, they could desperately use it. And their linebacker core and defensive backs have just been letting so many yards go past them. Yeah. So – yeah, well, we'll see. And, you know, it's nuts, too, because it was either going to be the Cowboys or the Eagles. And it's kind of interesting. He chose the Eagles, who's kind of been in the decline. So yeah, a little bit. So I don't know what that's about. We'll see if he can help them in the defensive side of things. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, which has become a little bit of a news story after it was allegedly leaked by someone in the Jets, um, Zach Wilson says, thanks, but no thanks as the jets are like, maybe we should go back to Wilson after Trevor Simeon, mm-hmm. um, kind of, uh, shit the bed in the game this weekend. So, yeah. uh, it is interesting cause Robert Sala came out and was, you know, trying to walk back the whole thing saying it's not true and this and that, but, uh, now we're hearing, well, there was a leak, which means like, well, then that means it must have been a little bit true, right? Yeah. The leak the leak happened. And you could totally believe it, too, because, I mean, if you just went through this roller coaster ride with your coach and your Zach Wilson, why would you want to go back out there? I would want to be the backup. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. fuck this, dude. I'm ready to be a free agent. Yeah. I just release me. I'm done with this. Yeah, you guys already threw me to the wolves after Aaron, so yeah. I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him one bit. Um, did you have anything for the NFL? Um, no. I okay. Mean, I don't think so. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Um, and these are just little things uh, as the NFL keeps cruising along. Um, one more thing. Brock Purdy, who entered Sunday uh, with 9-1 to odds to win the MVP, is now the favorite 
um, as him and the Niners, who are also favored to win the Super Bowl this year, uh, both sitting at three to one odds. Yeah. So that is pretty rad. Yep, and he deserves it too. Um, he's been playing out of his mind. A lot of been a lot of people have been talking about Tyreek. You know, that's definitely a good case. Dak. The problem is when Purdy and Dak went head to head. Purdy outshined him. You know, yeah. Tenfold. But, you know, we still got a few more games left. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the other uh, news I did want to mention, though, is a little shout out to Mike Evans, man. Yeah. Hitting Actually, his- it's crazy you said that. Someone just uh, hit us up in the chat about that. So, oh, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Ten consecutive seasons, man. Yeah. Only other person to do that. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. And Jerry so. Rice did it 11. He did a total of 14. Yeah. But 11 consecutive. It's really tough to do and you especially I like I he need, he deserves a shout out because not enough not enough people talk about Mike Evans as like the top wide receivers out there but you look at the guys that he's had as a quarterback to do this yeah. Jameis Winston he had Tom Brady for 3 years that yeah. helped, you know and then, wasn't um god damn it the beard um, Fitzpatrick wasn't he, he was, I believe I he was there so for a short point. stint yeah. of time Probably he's been before, on like every team though at this point I yeah I think like maybe just before Jameis got there maybe I'm not sure but yeah it, it's insane 10 years in a row having 1,000 yard seasons uh, that's just impressive yeah hats off to you Mike Evans indeed definitely yeah and like it's like you said it's like he had one year with Brady or no two yeah it was two three years. no was it three yeah holy shit time yeah, flies when you're having it was, fun uh, they went to the Super Bowl this first year. The second year, they lost to the Rams in that NFC Championship. Oh game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, or maybe divisional round. Either way. But then the last year, they lost in the playoffs uh, with Brady when he decided to come back. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, you're right. I was wrong. Damn okay. It. I don't know uh, everything. Yeah. No. Hats off to him. It was fucking. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Uh, we'll see if he can do it again next year. With whoever's a quarterback, if it's Baker Mayfield, we'll see. Yeah. No Baker. That's tough. Yeah, that's what's crazy. He did that with Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston. Yeah. You know, kind of an older Tom Brady. Crazy. But yeah, that's I think all I got for NFL news. Oh, uh, that's all right. So well, um, do you want to hit the NBA or go call Alex? Because we're gonna have a guest on talking about college sports, so mm. We don't have much to talk about for NBA, so let's just go ahead and cover that. All right, let's do it, which is also our favorite um, soundbite. So. That's a good one. Take it roll! Take it roll! Outlet! Outlet! Is the Twitch here? This dude? Yeah. Nice. Teddy! 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 Come out! I'm burning! My lungs are burning! Yeah, so uh, some NBA news that we got. The Pacers are red hot right now. Yeah, they um, Tyrese Halliburton is right now in the MVP consideration because everybody seems just to be like Jokic is just going to keep doing triple doubles. And you know, (laughs) that's what I was going to say is I think he's second to Jokic in my book. But Tyrese Halliburton is just balling out of control this year. He's averaging over ten assists. Last night he beat the Celtics in an elimination game of the in season tournament. He had 26 points, 10 for 18 shooting, 10 rebounds, and 13 assists. His first triple-double of the season. But, I mean, this is a guy that he's, you know, he's just playing out of his mind. And he's got the Pacers playing really well. They aren't playing any defense. Yeah. yeah they're, like, one of the worst in the league in defense. But when it comes to their offensive prowess, I mean, they're upwards of, I think, almost 125 per game. 
That's crazy. And yeah, it, I mean, we were talking about it today, but uh, someone was posting about how it's crazy. He had that stat line with zero turnovers, mm-hmm. and then like right next to it, you're like, yeah, Jokic has done that twice in the last six games. No yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's just it. It's like what Jokic's head and shoulders above everybody else. That's just it. It's like he's making it look so easy. That's yeah. why, to me, he is the clear front runner for uh, MVP. Well, yeah, but it's just crazy that we're just not talking about it that much. But it is what it is. So That's true. What else you got for NBA? Uh, well, we'll just kind of wrap up on the in-season tournament as the semifinals or the quarterfinals, I'm sorry, wrap up tonight. Um, the Knicks are currently taking on the Bucks. The Bucks are ahead 61-54 to with 4.55 remaining in the second. Um, and I trying to think oh yeah it's uh phoenix versus la Mm -hmm. lakers um tonight so uh, from these two teams they will be playing either the pacers or the pelicans two p names there that's exciting (laughs) you know pelicans pacers and i wonder if devin booker's back tonight i know that he missed our game last friday night because of a rolled up ankle yeah days before but not seeing here that booker's playing so uh juice is on here and he said rock chalk Juice, nice. Oh yeah, yeah that's cool. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. that's what I'm watching right now. Against yeah, you and yeah, KC. we are. We yep. are watching the uh, Kansas City Kansas game. Yep. Yeah, and Kansas is in the lead right now. Um, the score just went away, uh, thirty-one to eleven. Kansas Holy is ahead. So yeah, yep. doing good in this first half. This of is a basketball. game they should blow out. Um, so, um, other news in the NBA. Um, LeBron and Ime Odoke had a little bit of an exchange. Boy, they got mad at each other. Yeah. Man. That was hilarious. Yeah, Ime told LeBron to quit your bitch in. Yep. And uh, then LeBron came back at him and said, don't be throwing that word around lightly. We're all men out here. And then they go back and forth. Yeah. Ime ends up getting tossed. And uh, yeah, apparently there's a little bit of bad blood there that extends back to the playing days. Yeah, so. that's what I heard, man. And it was crazy. I didn't realize that like Ime used to play against LeBron. I'm just not that much of a you know, basketball nerd to know that. But when, when I see the pictures, I'm like, Oh damn, that explains a lot. Yeah, it is crazy. So, cause I mean, I, I did see that stat because when I saw them playing together, it was a stat where it just blew me away. Maybe that's why he may, you do, you know, cause got some bad blood against him or whatever, because LeBron James had as many points in his rookie season as he may, Udoka had his entire career. Yeah. Like an eight year career or something like that, I think. <laughs> That's just unreal. Uh yeah. So it's crazy that yeah, just one year of LeBron, his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even his best. And year. he was yeah, he was only, I think, averaging like twenty three or twenty four that first year. Huh. Yeah. That's wild. Which is good for a rookie. Yeah, though. really good. Um other things that happened uh in the world of basketball, KD, Kevin Durant. Passes Moses Malone for tenth all-time scoring. That's impressive. With twenty thousand or twenty-seven thousand four hundred and twenty-three points in his seventeenth season, yeah. and he did have that one season he missed with the Achilles. Oh yeah, that's Achilles. True. Yeah, uh, I mean that's saying a lot too. Passing Moses Malone, one of the Philadelphia Sixer greats, and then you look at like you know where he's at in that list. I think he's right under maybe Charles Barkley. I mean, it's. You know, unanimous that he's one of the best NBA players today, but, you know, I think he's starting to put his stamp on, like, one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. Certainly most talented. Definitely. So, um, good for him. Proud of him. 
Good job, KD. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> that little fadeaway he's got at the elbow, man, It's you yeah. just can't defend Well, when you're like 6'11". Yeah. You know? But there's not a lot of 6'11 lanky guys that could make it that accurately. That's yeah, sure. there's just that 7'5 guy now that yeah. <laughs> looks the same, but just giant. And not making it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't make it as much, but he yep. is still right. He's, yeah, he's still having he's the rookie year. to go. Um, OKC's Josh Giddy is in a little bit of trouble as um, some things came out last week that he may have been dating an underage girl. This was a few years ago when he was 19, but I guess at the time she might've even been as young as 14. So uh, big issues there. Uh, And now I guess the family and the underage girl have hired an attorney, Gloria Allred, who's a famous advocate for women in cases against powerful men. So we'll see what's going to happen. The NBA is now also looking into this. So it sounds like, um, you know, as it's they usually say, trouble. where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. You know, so. Bad boys. Bad boys. Yeah, I guess we can. Yeah, play. right. Where is it? Let me Something you it. shouldn't be doing right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, I went by. Right, and this is for you, Josh Giddy. You might be hearing these soon. Well, we are about to call Alex Beal. Yes, this is a good friend of mine that I know through my buddy Samir, who I've had on this podcast. And we recently went down to Mexico and we were just talking about sports. And I realized that, like, you know, I've talked to Alex a lot about sports. We have a lot in common music wise and everything like that. He's a really good dude. And this guy really knows his college football. Yeah. So. I basically dubbed him our correspondent. He's our mouth of the south, if you will. He is our Paul Feinbaum. So, really? Yeah. Does he have the ears to match? He doesn't have the bald head. Not <laughs> the sweet yet. cul-de-sac. He's not 85 years old. No. But he's just as passionate and just as knowledgeable. So we're happy to have him on. Everybody welcome on Alex Beal. Let's call him right now. Cue in the, uh, the dials. Again, the I rings. hope the day happens where I call the wrong. That wouldn't be great. Oh, why is this so loud? Yo, can you hear me okay? We can hear you. What's up, man? What's up? Welcome Long to the podcast. Long time listener, first oh time God. caller. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Bill. Watching a little Jayhawk basketball right now, taking on the ruse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as I want to talk about Chris's nuts and bolts, <laughs> and how I, don't, how I don't want to talk about Josh Giddy's Tinder profile. Let's talk yeah. about college football, guys. That's right, what I'll say. Good shift, man. Nice shift. I, I dig it, dude. I dig it. Man. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask, though, like, so who is your college team? I know you've told me before, but tell the listeners. Uh, probably the only one in the world that likes call, uh, Kansas football more than Kansas basketball. Okay. Nice. That's, That's what I'm talking about, man. And they were good this year, so Yeah, yeah. I went to the 08 Orange Bowl. Uh my dad, my uncle, and my brother in two thousand eight went all the way down to Miami and it was one of the best experiences experiences of my life. Akeeb Talib had a pick six and uh we yeah, won the Orange Akeeb. Bowl and been hooked ever since then. And then of course we've sucked since then, but Lance Leipold's got it turned around though, doesn't he, man? Not now. Yeah, thank God. Yep. 
I'm excited to play CU next year. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know. I know. My, the Big 12 world. Yeah. My significant other, you know, works at CU. So it's going to be interesting when we, when KU and CU are in the <laughs> same know. conference. That's right. Yeah. It's going to be a rude awakening. Welcome back <laughs> to the a Big split, 12. A split in the household. Right. Yeah. Back, yeah. back again. Yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, you got any whiskey there in front of you? You're going to do a shot with us? Oh yeah, let's do it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we got some Pendleton we're gonna do here. Just uh, as an honorary toast and cheers to have you as, like I just said a second ago, you're gonna be our official college football, college sports uh, correspondent. Oh, he's getting it poured. He's oh. getting it. No, oh, he went to go. He literally went to go <laughs> I get think it. He's I like, got it. No, <laughs> he's, like, here, I'm here. he's like, I had to literally go. <laughs> Sweet, I'm dude. back now. I had to go. I'm back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it went blank there. But yeah, I have the whiskey in front of me. I'm watching you guys too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sweet. Man. What are you drinking on tonight? Oh, gosh. I, there's this great place in, uh, in Kansas City called Brown's Irish Market. And mm. uh, I'm drinking some nice whiskey that they sold me. Nice and local. Oh, Irish whiskey's damn good whiskey. Hell yeah, some of our favorites, JMO. So yeah, sounds like I'm going to try Irish, that out. The Irish do it right, you know. Hell yeah, they know how to drink. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, Bill, let's cheers. Here's to the first time you being on the show, long time listener, first time caller. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. cheers. Cheers to everybody out there. If you're doing one, do it with us. Let's kick off this bowl season. Woo! Hell yeah! Ooh. Oh yeah! Oh, that's how we do it. All right. So where there were we a lot of people upset Sunday. Yeah. And uh, Beal did a good job of sending me a pretty lengthy text of his explanation and his uh, disposition on all of it. And I was like, okay, I'm, we're having the right guy on. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. Let us hear it, Beal. What do you think? We got Michigan at number one. We got, and they're going to be t- playing number four, Alabama. And then... Number two, Washington is going to take on number three, Texas. Texas. Yep. Give us your take. So I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I hate to say things are fair in 2023, but let's think logical about this. Why is Michigan number one over Washington when they've beaten Penn State, who really isn't that good, and they've beaten Ohio State, but other than that, Iowa, Illinois, Rutgers, whoever's in the Big Ten, why would they be number one over Washington? So I do have a problem with that. That's a good point. Um, my second big problem is if they're trying to rank these teams in order of who's the best, you're telling me that Florida State should be five over Georgia in the Ohio State? Why, why is Florida State five then when they lost their quarterback? Shouldn't they be eight? So there's well, just no consistency. Isn't it because, you know, for example, Alabama was three and one or no, they're excuse me, they're four and one against top twenty five teams, and then FSU was three and oh. Is that right? I mean, that seems correct, but on a neutral field, don't you think Georgia, Ohio State are both better than Florida State? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So without I, their quarterback you know, for sure. Yeah, without the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the big issue there. So now they're like, well, they, they barely not made it. You know, they're they're five now. Okay. So again, if they're going to rank these teams in order of who's best, I mean, that's they, they went to the eye test. They they turned college football into gymnastics, where they're like, hey, let's go to the eye test. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Alabama jump 
Florida State. Well, you, if you're going to do that, then have Georgia at five. Have you know, have all these teams that are probably now better than Florida State. Don't don't put them at five. I mean, there's no consistency in what they're doing, in my opinion. No, I totally agree that. I mean, especially if you look at what they did with TCU last year. I mean, TCU did go through and beat Michigan, but then just got completely obliterated by Georgia in the national championship. Here's where I agree with you. I think Washington should be number one because they beat Oregon, who was a top five team. And I think the, the first time they beat them, I think they were like, what, seventh ranked? Or no, the, it was. I think they were ranked number five or something. And I think they were both four and five. They beat them twice. Michigan, like you said, only beat Ohio State, Iowa, and Penn State. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they, they got also this beat. They, they, you know, they went to USC and beat them there again. That was back when USC was still ranked in the top twenty-five. Beat Utah, who's always tough, right? Yeah. Beat Oregon State, who you know, uh, their rival. Last time they're playing, I think, right, because they're in different conference now, and they barely beat them, but they beat them. Um, they have a lot of good wins. I mean, they even beat Michigan State. Again, Michigan State's not great, but they're still a Big Ten team. I mean, and that was right at the um, beginning of the year too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They go two uh, week two or three, I think. I don't um, think that ever gets enough. Oh, and Arizona. They yep. beat Arizona too, and Arizona is now one of the top, you know, ten best teams. If you're looking at the eye test, they have they've won a bunch of games in a row. They have a, they have a really a lot of good wins. So we're in agreement that Washington should be number one. You with that? I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Then so maybe Michigan would be two or three. Yeah. Uh, we're going to create like a little hypothetical. We're yeah. Do our own rankings. We're re right ranking as we yeah. go. So, yeah. I yeah. see where this is going. Michigan Let's, seemed we'll, dominant in that game against. It's crazy that the game was as close as it was with uh, Ohio State, but I mean, it just seemed like Ohio State couldn't do anything other than that, like one drive where they just tried to run it down Michigan's throat. Yeah, yeah, I think it was in the third quarter. They yep. looked really good, but yep. every drive besides that, uh, it was tough for them to get yards. And they had the best player in the game, too, and they could barely throw to Marvin Harrison Jr. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, Michigan at uh, two. Then who do we put at three? Are we going to put Florida State there or Texas? Georgia. Sick them. I would probably put. Florida State there. Uh, you know, between them and Texas, I would, you know, you could either or. I mean, who are Texas's big wins? Alabama. Besides um, them. Yeah, I know. Oklahoma State, which was a top 25 team. They were only ranked 22nd, but they did just wallop them 15, what, 59 to Oklahoma State? Yeah, 49 to 21. 49 to 21, I think. They also beat up on yeah, Texas last Tech 57 to 7. Yeah, Texas Tech sucks, but, but and they got your guys yeah. got your guys' Jayhawks too there. Yeah. Yeah, Those they bastards. did beat Yeah, and that Those was bastards. when KU was in the top twenty five. Yeah. I think they were Yeah, 24. we should have won that game. I know we had them in the first half. We had a bad too. call that game. Yeah. But they did have that loss to Oklahoma too, not well the week after, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Loss to Oklahoma. Yeah. Thirty four to not 30. a bad loss. They won ten games. Yeah. I mean, but um and again I'm not saying that Florida State has better wins. I think, you know, they beat LSU think week one and, you know, Louisville. Um, I mean, who else is in the ACC? I'm not even sure if they beat they, North Carolina. They beat LSU, but, uh, Louisville and Clemson. And a, Clemson, a lot of, yeah. you know, people can say Clemson that, you know, that was when they were in the top 25. Clemson was really highly ranked early in the season because of their name pretty much. But then they drastically fell off a cliff and, 
Yeah. So what do you how do how do you uh, look at this kind of narrative there? Because this is where a lot of arguments kind of split. Where Clemson, do you judge them by okay? Well, they they beat Clemson. Look at how they finished the season. Okay, that that's how I judge something like that when it comes down to the end of the season. It's not about oh they beat Clemson that was maybe seventh ranked or what maybe ten at the time or whatever like that. I look at it as they beat a bad Clemson team. All right. And this and this uh, this isn't quite so much me. Because Dabo doesn't believe in the transfer portal. Well, yeah, and that's why <laughs> he but, believes in God. He says <laughs> Dabo's going to find a new job. I'm sure soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And are, when you say Clemson, are, do you mean Louisville, who they just played? No, I mean when they beat Clemson earlier this year. Because when oh, they beat yeah, Clemson, it was yeah, way in Clemson. I think was in that top twenty-five at the time. And the same thing goes for Louisville. I mean, they beat a Louisville team that, yeah, granted they they were in the top twenty-five, but they barely beat a Kentucky team. Yeah, you know, it's so, just, it's just yeah, it's just hard to sit here and like try and like make any sense of this because I just wish that you know the voters would just come out and just say. We just picked what was going to be best, the best TV. Yeah. That would be the best thing to do here because the, just the, there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, I mean, obviously they want to see Saban and Harbaugh face off. They definitely did not want to have another TCU versus Georgia like last year yeah. where it's just, you know, nobody cared after the That's, first quarter. Yeah. I mean, after like probably three minutes, people <laughs> tuned out of that game. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing that's a bummer. And that's how you, you, you can't argue the fact that there's no reason why Florida State at 13-0 shouldn't be in the top four. It's, it's hard to argue that fact other than the fact there's no quarterback there that got them there. But again, yeah, I don't know. It's just hard to make sense of this or try and make, you know, any rhyme or reason to it for that matter. It's really odd. It's, I, I just don't like inconsistency. And, and again, you know, ESPN had a lot to do with it, I bet. And again, I'm not a crazy conspiracy person, but they're, you know, the games are going to be on their network. These are the two best games. And boy, this is probably going to be the best college playoff of these four that's ever existed in the last 10 years. Cause we've had a lot of snooze fest. We have, forget that. And I'm really excited um, to see new teams in there, man. I that mean, is this a nice is thing though. Washington's first team in it. Texas's first time in it, which is crazy because they were at the top of when the BCS championship was going around yeah. for a long time. So I, I'm I excited. Think Washington's been teams. in it before. Have they? I okay. think Washington, yeah, I think like six years ago when they had uh, maybe Jake Browning actually. Yeah, no, that's what's crazy, man. We, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it later, but yeah, Jake Browning. I couldn't. I did not realize that he had all those records at Washington, and then like had all of the California state records. I mean, California is a huge state. Think about all of the NFL quarterbacks yeah. that's come through California. That that's saying something. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking this up. Right? I didn't know this, but. 2016, Washington was the four seed and Alabama was the one seed. Jalen Hurts versus Jake Browning. Hell yeah, dude. Nice job, man. Yeah. Right on top of that. Hell yeah. No, I, did, I didn't know that. And, you know, one thing I always appreciate the Huskies for, too, I'm sure you can, too, Bill, is the D-backs, man. That's where we got Trent McDuffie. Oh, yeah. And crazy Marcus Peters. Yeah, that's right. He was a free agent now, I think. Yeah, I don't he know got if anybody cut picked him yeah. right after the Chiefs <laughs> beat him. But, okay, I, we have... I, Go ahead. I just don't think, again, back to, you know, uh, again, are, are, they're doing the eye test, right? They picked the two best teams. Well, what else did they want Florida State to do? Um, Florida State won, you know, against their rival, Florida, um, tough game. Uh, then they beat Louisville, who was ranked. I, I personally don't like to go back and say, hey, this, this team was, which is what they're doing. 
this team beat a ranked team in September. Well, if you do that, Colorado is ranked, right? They won four yeah. games. Yeah. I, I don't like playing that game because, again, team could win three straight games, pop into the 25, and then pop out and lose, right? So, again, uh, I, I Florida State, big, big school. They, they did everything they needed to do. I think the ESPN or and the people in that room, they, they wanted an SEC team. They know this is the last year of the four, so this will never happen again. Um, I, I just don't think I don't think it's fair to Florida State. I really don't. Uh, they're, they're going by the eye test when, hey, yeah. again, four years ago, Ohio State won a national championship when on their third-string quarterback, Cardell Jones. Yeah, that's a really uh, good know, point. Florida yeah. State has a really good defense. Well, really, let's really not good defense. Alabama with Jalen Hurts. Um, exactly. Didn't he replace uh, what's uh, that? Wasn't that Tua that year? Well, he Tua replaced yeah. oh, Tua that's replaced right. Him. That's right. I yeah. had it backwards, but yeah, again, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yep. So. Yeah, you never know. I mean, what would happen if JJ McCarthy tomorrow? And again, some of my best friends are Michigan fans. Uh, tears his ACL. Do they just automatically say, "Oh, hey, quarterback's injured. Let's let's read let's redo this." Ohio State almost beat them. Let's put them in. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's exactly. just it's just there's no consistency consistency to it because tcu last year was not one of the four best teams they made it actually over alabama i think yeah but they put them in and they lost the championship game versus k-state so again i I just want some consistency that would be nice i think that is one of the reasons why they just did what they did because they're like it's the last year like nobody's gonna be (laughs) like if there was gonna be more years of this there'd be a lot more of an uproar but i think everybody realizes that with them going to 12 teams next year even though that's four too many um, I I think everybody's just like, what does it really matter? It's yeah. the last year. We all knew this was flawed when it happened. Um, but you know, this is the last year of it. So they're like, let's just do whatever we want and just deal with the little bit of backlash and then move on yeah. into the new the new frontier, so to speak. So yeah, and I I saw people say, hey, this team would be ranked or would be favored over this team. You know, Florida State would be two touchdown underdogs to. To Alabama, meaning Alabama now can be on. Well, Florida State would probably be underdogs. I don't know a, a bunch of the teams <laughs> yeah. below them, but again, Florida State didn't lose a game this year. Alabama did to Texas. So, did you see JJ Watt's idea for this though? I did. No, not, I no. missed that. It was actually pretty good. I I was like, damn, I wish they would just listen to him. It'd be a pretty damn good idea because he's trying to be an Adam Schefter oh. stuff too. Because he's the one that broke the Zach Ertz news. I think he's trying to be like a new up-and-coming NFL head pretty much for this. But um, he had the idea of Michigan and Washington get a bye. And then with Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida State, you just do a random draw for matchups. And then whoever wins those games goes on to play Michigan and Washington. Is that to fix this year? That would or just going to fix forward. this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not going to do that. No, obviously. <laughs> it, that's not a it bad idea. It was a good hypothetical. Yeah. I was like, damn this guy just thought of this. Like, if they just would have thought of that, and why then, isn't this guy leading the charge? I'm saying, God, they have a whole committee <laughs> yeah, I mean, of this. JJ Watt has gotten hit in the head a million times. Got better ideas than they be- do. It's better than the people in the room that are doing it. It's definitely better than the BCS. <laughs> oh yeah, I I really tuned out for like a good six or seven years during the BCS because I got tired of the popularity contest. Yeah, and I I got over it, man. Um, 
So, but okay. Yeah, TCU would have had no shot last year if it was the BCF. Still. Yeah, yeah no for shot. sure. Not at all. Yeah, we all know. I do love their mascot I mean, though. The Horn Frogs. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And it's funny that they're a Christian school and they have like a devil frog as their, their yeah. mascot. It cracks me <laughs> I up. Love it, dude. Um, well, let's shift gears a little bit. We can talk about that probably all night. But let's talk about the Heisman candidates real quick. I don't know yep. if I that's something you guys want to get into. Definitely but, would ask them about that. Yeah, we can run down the uh, candidates. So we have LSU's quarterback, Jaden Daniels, Oregon's quarterback, Bo Nix. I think he's uh, in his seventh year, <laughs> something like that. 77th. Yeah, Washington QB's Michael Penix Jr., and, of course, Ohio State's wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. And this is the first time that they've had two Pac-12 finalists since 2010 when it was uh, Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. Oh, wow. A little throwback there. Cam Newton, Pac-10? Yeah, I was going to say what. Cam Newton was with Auburn. Oh, no, I said Pac-12. Did I say 10? Yeah, but that... So he went to he went Auburn. Oh, shit. Maybe, what? Maybe I wrote that down wrong. <laughs> Either way. So I just threw out some nonsense... Uh, <laughs> Some nonsensical that's things. What, that's so. why we're on the fringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, awesome. that's, <laughs> maybe it was Toby Gerhardt, that Stanford guy. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> good old Toby. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> Nothing like, uh, yeah, uh, the internet doing you wrong. So, so who's your um, pick, Beal? Uh, if you go by the best player, which they've only done a few times, Devontae Smith won the Heisman a couple of years ago. I'd go Marvin Harrison Jr. He's not going to win. I think it definitely is Jaden Daniels. If you look really? at his stats. It's exactly like Lamar Jackson. If you put their stats right next to each other, run the ball a lot and a lot, you know, he actually, I think he had even more passing yards than Lamar did at Louisville. Oh, I bet. Uh, he had Jay- that game a couple weeks ago. He had, what, 600 yards of offense? Or is it, it was a 500 or something? It was like two yeah, games you know, ago. A, yeah, yeah. And I think Lamar didn't really pass a lot towards the end. It, he had He was kind of front heavy on the Heisman stats, but still. His stats are, are that dominant. And also, I, I think I saw another thing where it's like these five players had a certain amount of touchdown, passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns in a year. And it was like all the Heisman. It was like Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Johnny Manziel, and Bo Nix didn't fit the criteria of any of them. Oh, wow. I, my pick is, is Daniels because he's, he's just electric. He had Heisman moments. Bo Nix didn't really have a Heisman moment. Again, they lost to Washington twice. Um, See, that's why that's my pick put... is Michael Penix. I think he does. I, I, <laughs> he'd be number two on my ballot. He, yeah. he, he throws a hell of a left-handed ball. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, I was telling Dan this morning how like there's Lefties, so many the times. Sling it. Yeah, him and Tua. Tua maybe yeah. there's something to do with left-handed and just having the accuracy because there's so many times when I was watching um, Penix this year that I there's just – dots that he threw and i could not believe it i mean i don't know the numbers i'm sure his completion percentage is really high and then you look at like what we just talked about a second ago the competition that he's beat oregon twice utah usc i mean he just made colorado look like they were chunk change yeah you know so i mean everybody oh, yeah. did hey but. not not the first three <laughs> i i i think Penix again i i, I just hope you know, he, he's for some reason, people just don't want to, people just don't like him because he comes from Indiana basketball school. He's, he's been injured a million times in college. And then his last year, he has an amazing year. He was okay. He was pretty good last year too, but uh, people are just like, Oh, okay. Versus Bo Nix has been good. You know, his entire career came out as a freshman played at Auburn. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always been on a good team. Um, and you know, the older Heisman clientele kind of like Bo Nix is, you know, he's, you know, 
SEC guy at first. But I, I would like I, – I love Penix. I just don't want the Broncos to draft him. No offense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, hey, they've won enough games this year. It might be kind of tough. Be screwed. Yeah, yeah. When, when we decided to beat, I don't Kansas think he's going to be a top. I don't think he's going to be a top twenty pick though. Yeah, that, and that's what I was going to say about his Heisman. He you might know, a be like times, second rounder. Yeah, yeah, because he's smaller and he. It's really just his arm and his accuracy that's his like big highlight. He doesn't run really as much. Before we move on, so what I said was not made up. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm going back to my my bullshit uh, little <laughs> teaser into this. So with Knicks and Penix, the Pac-12 has two Heisman finalists for the first time since 2010 when Andrew Luck and runner-ups Auburn's Cam Newton and Oregon running back LaMichael James finished third in voting. I wow. got sidetracked and did not finish my notes. So LaMichael James from Oregon would be the oh, second. I gotcha. Yeah, cool. so that's on me. I just wanted to fix that so I didn't seem like a total asshole. But I still <laughs> now we got half-assed my notes. So <laughs> no either way, story of my Mark entire college me. career. <laughs> Glad we got that cleared up. Hell yeah. But yeah, anyways, so back to what we were talking about. My bad yeah. to interject. But again. dude, yeah, Marvin Harrison, he definitely deserves it. I mean, he was averaging like, what, a buck 30 a game? Had games of like 180, 170. I mean, he's the MVP for Ohio State for sure. Yeah, and their quarterback is in the transfer portal, uh, portal now, which shows you how good he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, could you imagine if, if for some reason Stroud stayed another year, those two on Ohio State? <laughs> yeah. God. That would have been dangerous, man. I mean, who would have thought yeah, Stroud would have been as good as he is? No, no. I mean, the stereotype is the Ohio State quarterback sucking in the NFL, but he's proven everyone wrong. Yeah. And see, I've heard rumors that Arch Manning might want to go to Ohio State. That's maybe – I think there's a lot of reasons why McCord is leaving because not so much on his own accord, if you will. Whew. See what I did there? They I definitely like have their eye on someone. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I mean, who knows if it's Arch Manning or not, but it's like, you know, wherever he goes, I think he needs to get just like a little bit more playing time before he gets thrown into a powerhouse like Ohio State or an LSU yeah. or something, you know. Is Jaden Daniels going to the NFL draft? He's got. Uh, he hasn't announced yeah. yet. I, I, I bet he'll wait he until is. after the Heisman, but um, I don't think he has any more eligibility. Yeah, I think he's already played for five years or so. That's another guy that a lot of people are talking about. Obviously, if Penix goes too high, or you know, someone else takes him, Jaden Daniels would be a really good guy to go grab and yeah. like you know, high second, third round, wherever he ends up, yep. and sit him behind Russ since we have to eat his stupid contract because there's no getting out of it at this point. Yeah, definitely not. So, <laughs> Dad, you'll love this. You know who? You know who? Uh, uh, recruited Daniel Jaden Daniels was Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Oh, Arizona, wow. He was at, he was at he Arizona State for three win. years. Oh, I didn't know that. That's nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, good and old Brian Herb. Kelly took him. Completely destroyed the Chiefs while he was with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Herm Edwards, and then he got fired. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, which you know, that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what else do we want to get into with, uh, you know? Well, I just want to ask real quick. Let's shift gears to the old uh, hardwood uh, with the Jayhawks game going on right now. This is, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of a homer topic, right? But they are ranked second right now. What do you think of the Hunter Dickinson led, you know, Jayhawks right now, man? Do you, how far do you think this team might go? Uh, I think that this team is either going to 
lose in the first weekend or go to the final four. <laughs> they're very scary. They're inconsistent. Yeah. Um, you know, they're only up by 14 against my alma mater, UMKC. Um, yeah. And I think, Chad, who did who did they barely be? He Self was upset because the game before UConn, they didn't look very good against a really like bad team like who like Eastern Oh Eastern Iowa, Illinois or, yeah Eastern yeah Eastern Illinois, Illinois yep. they didn't look good at all so they yeah. look good versus they look good versus the good teams and then bad versus the bad teams which that usually doesn't translate well in March yeah totally I mean when they lost to Marquette I mean I just saw I mean granted that was on a neutral court in Maui and everything but. I think what this is like a repercussion of what we see with sometimes with this transfer porter where we get stars that come in and they haven't been there for numerous years, like Dewan Harris, like KJ Adams, but there's a little bit of a chemistry. Like all of CU. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and we see that. There's a lack of chemistry. I mean, we see the size of Hunter Dickinson. We see the powerhouse. He's huge. But I mean, in the first few handful of games I've watched this year, he's throwing to somebody that's not there. Um, there's passes that's getting thrown to nobody. And there's a lot of miscommunication going on right now. And they're just having to scrape together wins, basically. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look pretty, but I feel like every year we're like, oh, FKU fans were so damn spoiled and we're yeah. kind of becoming that way. Chiefs fans, unfortunately. But, <laughs> you know, in December we'll lose to, you know, you know, I'll make up some team, you know, Illinois, an unranked Illinois or someone. January, we'll lose at Texas Tech. Sky's fallen. And then February, we just go on a 10-game run and win the Big 12 again. And, it, you know, but all of that doesn't matter. It's it's the tournament. We're so inconsistent in the tournament. I love Bill Self, but we have so many early exit losses. And when they're playing this sloppy, it does kind of scare me. It does, man. We have a bad record of that. But you know what? I think it gave me hope, and it was super emotional the other night, and I wanted to kind of touch on it, uh, was KJ Adams, man. I mean, it almost brought tears to my eyes. After that UConn win, Bill Self just gave him all the credit in the world. This is a guy that went 4-16, and 16, I think, from the free throw line the previous game, and then went 6 for 9. He's a horrible free throw shooter. And then after that UConn game, the KU was ranked, I think, like third or something like that at the time, fifth. And they're playing fourth-ranked UConn. Last year's champions, this is the past two championships, champions from yeah. March Madness. And KJ Adams, who lost his mother to cancer, had to get on a plane after that game and go to the service. And it's just getting me goosebumps even talking about it because the speech that he gave in the locker dusty room in here. afterwards was amazing. He talked about how this is a guy that can't hit a free throw, but then when <laughs> the game's on the line and he's got to fly on a plane afterwards to bury his mom, hits the most clutch free throws in the world at the end of the game to seal it up. I mean, that galvanizes a team, and I think that could really help with the, the early exit woes that we've been accustomed to. I, I completely agree. Kind of reminds me of the Thomas Robinson stuff. I think was it him that where he had some one of his family members pass away and during the year, then he comes back and wins the the Player of the Year for the Big Twelve. And yeah, uh, we made the Final Four with him, and that was definitely one of the worst uh, Kansas teams of Bill Self's era. And we made we lost the championship game versus Kentucky. I think two thousand thirteen. Yeah, yeah, something like that. 
Um, it, I was way off, but yeah, it, that's exactly it. And did you see where Thomas Robinson was the first one that reached out to KJ Adams when the news broke about his mom and was like, Hey man, I'll, I'll be here if you need and anything. And it was really cool of him. Um, juice on the, uh, chat here actually just threw something in there about that UConn game that he couldn't believe that KJ's free throw percentage was 25% before that game. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. then he's like, has anybody ever been that bad? And I was like, Shaq? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. KJ is Shaq. horrible at free throws. And then on the the game of the you know this huge game, and then have to go to all this family stuff afterwards, has the best free throw shooting of his career. That says a lot about the kid's character. Yeah. Good that's, point, that's, Juice. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, great point. Um, all I have to say is... Yeah, it just reminds me of a lot of the Thomas Robinson stuff, and he's getting his draft here, his jersey retired. He uh, is. This upcoming weekend. Yep. I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean to burst your guys' KU bubble. I'm going to bring it back to Colorado. You guys just better hope you don't run into number 13 Colorado State at any point in time. Oh. In the tournament. <laughs> okay. Oh, watch out for the Rams. <laughs> the Rammies. The Rammies are coming in strong this year. They just beat CU. What Wednesday? So yeah, that's nice. my arbitrary bit of information about <laughs> college basketball because it's not my forte at all. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! I can't wait till we play Colorado more in the Big Twelve. I can't. It's going to be fun for yeah. to come back. And who knows? I, I was supposed to go to the KU CU game. Sarah and I drove up. My uh, uh, my fiance. We drove up. She works at CU. We drove up. I think in twenty twenty one. KU was in CU. We're eating at our favorite place in Boulder. I get a text message like 30 minutes before the game. Someone on, I think, KU has COVID and they're canceled the game. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this sucks. And then, it, yeah, again, everyone turned out to be okay, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was the year that we won the championship. Yep, yeah, I think sure it was. was year. Right? Yeah. Um, so now it's super exciting that they'll play in Boulder, like, I mean, every year, right? Oh, yeah. That was the yeah, COVID I think they're going to bounce it? back and was forth. Was it the COVID year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, my brother was also supposed to go to that game. And, like, oh, it's wow. so crazy. They were just like, nah, game over. Jeez, <laughs> they had to have tickets for yeah. that. That would be such a bummer, man. It was really, really late. I mean, we were like, literally, the game started at like 6.30, I think, yeah. or 6. And we got the message at like 5.30. And oh, we're like, my oh, my gosh, this sucks. Um, but, uh, Damn yeah, COVID it was crazy. Ruining everything. <laughs> ruined uh, our championship. Damn, yeah, yeah, damn, you're right, man. We would have won but that year. That's for we sure. did have Monday football, Tuesday football, Wednesday football, and Thursday, and even a Friday football in there. If I'm not mistaken, we never had a Friday. Football. We didn't. The Black Friday game was the first time football's been on Friday. Oh shit! Yeah. I thought there it was felt a like game it sometimes though. Yeah, yeah. There was that one week we had football almost like every night. It's like this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs played like think like the Bills. Yeah, or they the played Dolphins the Bills on like a Tuesday. <laughs> it was on a Monday at like. Two or three o'clock. And that was the other thing. Yes. They're like weird ass times, yeah. like in the afternoon. It was, it was awful, like, man. Yeah, I was still working. I was like, yeah, I'm not taking calls this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> hell no, throwing it on my phone and watching it. Yeah, yeah. But hey, man, we appreciate all the expertise, Bill. And I can't wait till after this bowl season, you know, and after these games, man. We definitely plan on having you back on, getting your reaction to all of it. Dude, I can't wait to talk to you guys more about college sports. Thanks for having me on. Uh, maybe we can talk before the games or after the games, like you said. And, Chad, maybe I'll see you on Sunday. I, I hope so, man. I'll be there for that Bills game. It's a big one. You won't see me. I'm never set, setting foot in there again. That's right. I went in there one time. <laughs> You're banished. <laughs> My skin hey, see burned you guys. Thanks a lot. Go in. Chiefs. Hell yeah. Go Chiefs. Boo. Thanks a lot, Bill. See ya. Thanks, yep. guys. Have Later a good night, man. Boo. Have a good night. Oh, he hung up. Oh, nice. Cool. It's oh, nice yeah, when they man. hang up. <laughs>
That went that went well, man. Yeah, it definitely yeah, you did. did a good job. Um, well, we have one more thing to get into. We want to thank Alex again for hopping on yes. for the first time and being our college sports expert at this right. point. You yeah. know, we we can't get the experts, but we'll make our own. We got the spiel from yeah. the beal. Spiel from the beal. I like it. That's Let's... what Chad came up with, and that is what that segment will be called. I will be making, um, you know, a little cut screen thing for it, and we'll come up with yeah, you know, spiel with a beal. Yeah, something will happen in there. Yeah, we'll make it. Um, well, uh, one more thing to get into in terms of news. I know it's a little bit strange the way we're doing this. Um, because, you know, we have the call in the middle of, of headlines, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap up with NHL, and then we are going to get into the music break, which will be coming up here in a little bit. But for right now, here's some Foghorn Leghorn noises. I just went Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. Sounds like Foghorn. Yeah. <laughs> nice to remember. I dig it. Not everything works. <laughs> the NHL... Likely to raise the salary cap 4.2 million next year to 87.7 million. It is the largest single year increase since the 2019 2020 season where it rose four and a half. That season, though, what happened, Chad? We were just talking about lockout. No, COVID. Oh, COVID. COVID happened. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out, um, that the NHLPA agreed on a flat salary cap, um, in the 2020 season until the hockey related revenue surpassed 3.3 billion for the previous season. The flat cap was de- deemed necessary due to the players ending up owing more than 1 billion to the league due to the COVID 19 related losses that they suffered. Um, so that basically the flat cap was set there to basically let them pay off their debt right now. I think it's sitting at like 50 million as of today. Um, so once that's paid off, the NHL cap can go back to, uh, more of like a league revenue model where it's directly linked to the revenue and they're not paying them back anymore, which is super strange to yeah. learn about. I did not know yeah, that was that. what was happening until I, I read that today. Um, in other news, and this is all I have for the NHL, the International Ice Hockey Federation announced yesterday that they will mandate neck guards and wrist guards, and those are the slash guards, to prevent what happened to Adam Johnson. Um, the uh, IHL will be mandating this in the Olympics as well as the men's and women's world championships. The exact date is yet to be determined, um, but yeah, like I mentioned, this all stems from um, the unfortunate death of Adam Johnson, which, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, is still currently being investigated as a manslaughter charge, so um, we'll see how that goes. That leads you to believe that there might have been a little intent in there, oh, so yeah. I don't Whenever know. Whenever he does like a figure skating type move <laughs> Kicks to get his leg neck. up there, yeah. doesn't seem so, like a hockey move. Um, that's all I have for the NHL. Um, Chad, you didn't have anything, did you? Nope. All right. Not well, this week. let's get in the music break and let's take a quick break ourselves. Let's do it. Um, this month we have the Patient Zeros, who I mentioned earlier. We played a show with this weekend. Um, the last time we actually played a show with them, I believe, was in like 2017 ish, and it was the first time that their current bass player actually played with the band. He brought that up when we played with them on Friday nights. Um, these guys are super cool. I'm trying. It's I don't know the best way to describe it. It's definitely kind of got like a 
rock, almost jazzy, bluesy influence. Um, okay. It's a little right. bit, uh, it's kind of all over the place, like but it. you know where it ends up? Right where it needs to be. And uh, the name of this song is Summer's Over um, by the Patient Zeros. And if you are watching or listening uh, live on stream on Twitch, you're going to hear some uh, intro music over and over and over again. But we will be back after a short break. We'll see you guys shortly. Toodles!
All right, we are back. Sorry, hey, guys. Right, we are. You, you ran out of noises. You were scared. You were there, sitting in silence, I didn't wondering know what to say. what's happening. Chad didn't know what to do. He can. He doesn't even know what button to push over here. Damn it! I've got all this set up for me. So. He's the producer, right? That's right. So you guys, um, if you're watching live, just heard our intro and then silence. But if you are watching after the fact or listening for that matter, you just heard the patient zeros. And the name of that song was Summer's Over. Um, we, Like I said, we played a show with them. They're a good Denver band. We've been you know, playing shows with them for a while now. Um, so if you would like to go check out their music, go to thepatientzeros.bandcamp.com. And that is uh, zeros, Z-E-R-O-S, dot bandcamp.com. So Hell yeah. go check them out if you liked what you heard. And uh, make sure to give them a like and follow as well. We appreciate all of our music uh, guests. So, Chad, what should we do now? What do you want to do? I want to get into my deep dive. Let's do it. Get into that deep dive. Right now, after. Um, I hear this. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Let's do a shot of the Oh, turn. shit. And I also just realized I don't even remember what soundbite we were using for the deep dive. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just as long as right. it's NFL, as as use it's the NFL. Uh, go get the ball one. Earlier. We did that one. So, do, so now that's never. football. Yeah. All right. Cheers to you guys. This Cheers. is the shot at the turn, which is means we've reached our halfway point. The point yeah, where we right. take a break, even though it's really technically two thirds of the way through the show. We're not going to mince. We're trying to get a little buzz. I hope you guys are too. Cheers to you guys. Thank you as always. Uh, good old whiskey. <sighs> whiskey. Nectar of the gods. Indeed. Um, so, All right. Chad. Uh, I think I went first last about, time. Oh, I shit. think you go first. <clears throat> after you hit that. After I hit the old... No, that's football. Hey, I'm a very family. Now Damn right. That yeah, is like football. You like it? You like it? I'm going to bury your family. <laughs> I'm going to eat your children. That's what Mike Tyson said. But Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my deep dive this week. I picked a game. I, you know, we're trying to pick different teams, so we're not always talking about the same teams. I know. That's why I switched mine up. Yeah. So, I ended up picking the 7-5 and five Indianapolis Colts versus the 4-8 and eight Tennessee Titans. Uh, Indy ends up pulling out this game 31-28, to 28, as this was one of the barn burners of the weekend, if it you was. will. Uh, also kind of shook up the old uh, playoff race there in the middle for the AFC. It so really did. Um, the Colts end up winning their fourth straight and keep their playoff hopes alive as Gardner Minshew goes 26-42. of 42. 312 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he does end up throwing a four-yard touchdown to Michael Pittman Jr., who ended the day with 11 receptions, 105 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, that came with two minutes and 31 seconds left in overtime, which sealed the deal for the Colts. Um, they were left without a choice as Nick Folk kicked a 46-yard field goal with 419 left in overtime to put Tennessee up 28-25, to which gave the Colts the opportunity yep. to go and score a touchdown. It was a close game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the Colts defense did its fair share as well, sacking Will Levis six times, Damn. despite the fact they were outgained in total offense, 381 to 355 yards. That's so close, though. 
It is pretty close. I wonder but how still. it would have turned out if Derrick Henry didn't get knocked out of this game. Yeah, and I'll get to that in a second. Thank you for that little interlude or prelude, if you will. Prelude. Um, Tennessee held the ball for more than 38 minutes total, so a little bit over half of the game. Um, the Colts' offense, uh, while they were saviors in the end, they did have four first and goal situations throughout regulation and had to settle for three of Matt Gay's four field goals on the day. Uh, and on the other opportunity, they ended up fumbling the ball away. Um, so the Colts special teams, though, managed to score 10 points off of a blocked punt by Nick Cross uh, that Grant Stewart returned 18 yards for a touchdown. The Colts tried a two-point conversion on that, and Minshew was picked off by Amani Hooker, who returned that for two points in the Titans' favor all the way to the other end zone. What a wild game. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, I'm sure you're going to get to it. But uh, I the just... Will Levis play? No. The, oh. uh, wait, with D-Hop? Is that what you're talking about? Him no, him and, you know, but we'll there was get, another crazy play. Yeah, we'll get to that too. But. but we will probably never see two blocked punts back to back. Yeah. That that blew me away. I was like, the special yeah. teams coordinator for Tennessee needs to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, get your shit together. Yeah. Well, and, and you just brought it up. Perfect timing. Uh, Stonehouse's next punt attempt was blocked, uh, and it was forced fumble on a questionable play um, where uh, Tony Brown flew into Stonehouse's plant leg and did look like he hyperextended it when he hit him. So there was no flag on that play, but there probably should have been and ended up not. Knocking uh, Stonehouse out of the game and forcing backup QB Ryan Tannehill to fill in on the <laughs> yeah. point after attempts. Yep. And it did not go well. No, ended up biting them in the ass. Uh, folk. Uh, oh, shit. Ended up biting them in the ass as Folk missed his first uh, PAT of the season with 525 left in regulation. Folk was also forced into punting duties for the remainder of the game as well. Uh, and he wound up with an average of 39 yards for the two punt two punts the two punts that he ended up kicking that day which was his first day's punting since uh he was in college at arizona oh wow so it's been quite a while for nick folk he had a busy um, day yeah all of these things could be reasons as to why the titans blew um a 17 to 7 lead not to mention the cold struggles in the red zone that i mentioned earlier but tennessee did have a few bright spots as derrick henry runs for 102 yards and two touchdowns but a little bit of a dim spot came right after that. He does end up leaving. Um, was I think it's the? F- uh, I thought it was concussion. It was fourth quarter. Um, yeah. So, but before he did, he tied Marshawn Lynch with his first rushing touchdown, and then tied Priest Holmes um, on his second touchdown early in the second quarter for fifth all time with eighty six rushing no touchdowns. No shit, yeah. damn old Priest, Priest Holmes. Holmes. It's one of my favorite Chiefs. Yeah. So, like I said, unfortunately, and Chad brought up, he did leave in the fourth quarter to be evaluated for a concussion and did not return. Um, Will Levis did have one of the craziest plays I've seen from a QB, and I don't know if you saw. I guess this. I didn't see this. Okay, so. <laughs> He is hit as he throws. The ball flounders in the air for about 10, 15 yards. Um, it is then intercepted. Once the ball is intercepted by cornerback Julian Blackman, Will Levis appears out of nowhere <laughs> and hits him and strips the ball from him, oh recovers God. the fumble, stands up and is announcing first down. <laughs> And the whistles never blew. So then he just takes off running for a touchdown. But it turns out he was down. But oh, that's nuts. still one of the craziest what things a to wild see. Play. A quarterback throw the ball, and then it's just like going through the air. They cut to the guy intercepting it. And then Will Levis is just like, ah! 
Ah, like out of nowhere. You know, rip, yeah, you know, just replacement like style. He's like, give me the football. Ah, give me the ball. Yeah, he goes, and guess what he does? Dude, he gets a, the ball. That's got to be all the mayonnaise, man. <laughs> it's all that he mayonnaise is a in the smash mouth type guy. Uh. Because well, the clip that I really enjoyed, I need to go through and find that play, is seeing him give it to D-Hop. I guess yeah. D-Hop, maybe there's a miscommunication. You see him arguing with a 10-year vet. Yeah. A guy that is a legendary. Getting in his face a little bit he about did, it. Man. <laughs> and he's yelling at him. And you would think that you would see D-Hop kind of argue back. Be like, man, what the fuck are you doing? Who do you think you're talking to? He just kept walking. Yeah. And Will Levitt's let him have it. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. Yeah. So that was about like 8.30 or so left in the first quarter. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins did end up with five receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown. But, yeah, it was all due to miscommunication. Uh, Will – well, I, D-Hop, I watched a video of him talking about it afterwards, and he's like, I – you know, Will's – you know, we appreciate all of his fire and stuff, but he did throw a little thing in there like he's a first year player. So it's yeah. like he needs to learn his role, talking to me almost <laughs> a little bit. But he's like, you know, I thought he was doing something, he thought I was doing something and Yeah. It, it is what it is. So yeah. but that's all I've got right there for my deep dive. Dude, doesn't that make like four straight by the Colts? Yeah, four straight. And I think in the playoff hunt, they're the five seed, I think. Yeah. And with um Jacksonville, you know, with what's up in the air with um, Lawrence, you could see a real big shift in the AFC South that yeah. just shakes up the entire uh, AFC playoff picture in the middle because um, a couple of these guaranteed games that the Jag and this fucks the Broncos too because you would think the yeah. Jaguars are going to beat these teams that are right there with you, like Houston and such. I think they're playing Houston this weekend or next weekend. Who's that? Uh, uh, Jaguars. Jaguars. I think so. I can't, I can't remember. remember. Um, but either way, um, so you would think that they were going to beat Houston, uh, or you know, it'd be a really close game because I think it is in Jacksonville. Uh, but now you know that's up in the air, and you could see some real movement because yeah. now that AFC South, they're all right there now. They so. are, and I'm trying to get it pulled up right here because I think the Colts have somewhat of a soft schedule going forward. Come on, let's uh, let me see here. I thought I heard that. Like I, I know they have to play. Maybe the Jags again. Uh, let's see. Uh, they get the Bengals, the Steelers, the Falcons, Raiders, and Texans. And that Texans game at the end of the year could be huge. And it's to be decided at the time, yeah. so they may bump that up to a primetime yeah. game. But, I mean, really, the the Texans are the uh, – they could go – what is that? One, two, three, four, five. They could go four and one out of all this, maybe losing only to the Texans. Yeah. And that's a Texans game that's at home. Too. So, yeah, a lot of people are like freaking out now because that the injury to Lawrence last night and yeah. them losing just shakes up everything. We'll see and how then, long it and takes. And Cincy moving up now. Yeah. Because that's the thing, too. They were below the Broncos. Now they're, and the Broncos are neck About and neck. And, yeah, yeah. So it's we're going to see what happens. Yep. I love it, man. Middle of the pack. You got it. That's just like our fantasy league. There's going to be a little bit of a log jam. So, yep. Chad, take us to your deep dive. All right. Detroit Lions versus New Orleans. In New Orleans, uh, the score finished out 33-28. The Lions took it. And to me, this is titled the Sam Laporta game. He uh. went 9 for 140 in one tutty in this game. He just went scorched earth. Um, and if he, if people don't know, he's actually on pace to break the rookie tight end yardage record. I'm not sure who holds that record, but I think he only needs like another 250 yards or so. Let's see. 
Yeah. Well, Detroit jumped out to an early lead, 21-0, after Derek Carr threw an interception on their first on his first possession. And, uh, yeah, Jared Goff just kept dicing up the Saints defense. Sam Laporta was uncoverable. Like I said, had nine receptions for 140. Um, and get this, when I checked the box score, dude, I couldn't, did you see this? He had nine receptions. Guess who, guess how many the next closest guy had? How many receptions? Uh, I believe it'd probably be Amon St. Raw. I'm going to say five. No, two. Shit. Two two receptions. Port Laporta had nine, and then Amon Ra had two receptions, which sucked because I was hit, I had him and I was playing against you. But um, yeah, and then everybody after that, there was like five receivers with one reception. So it was basically, like I said, a Sam Laporta game yeah. over and over again. Um, so rookie receiving yards for a tight end, Mike Ditka. No shit. One thousand seventy six oh. yards in. 1961. And he probably did that in a 14-game season, he huh? He did. Dude, what a legend. <laughs> Fucking Mike Stud. Dick, yep. He's soccer coach, stud. too, man. Yeah, so yeah. good Hell of a soccer coach. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Uh, uh, so, um, after jumping out to that early lead, they went... Uh, the Lions started going flat. They went three and out in their next five possessions, allowing the Saints to claw their way back. Uh, New Orleans got within five points, but Detroit just ground out two first downs to drain the clock uh, with their real good running game. I mean, Gibbs and Montgomery, they just seem like, to me, the best two-headed attack in the league. Try and think of another two-headed running back that's just as good. I'll wait. Right uh, now, there isn't too many. While you're thinking, yep. Uh, Detroit, uh, let's see. And then with the game on the line, Jared Goff found Josh Reynolds on a third and long for the game ceiling first down. But just before that third down, there was a third and seven where he went to that tied in Sam Laporta, who, I mean, if it wasn't for C.J. Stroud, Laporta would be making a case for probably second in the running for uh, – he, he, yeah, maybe his, I don't know. Yeah, for offensive <laughs> that, rookie that's of never year. happened for sure. Tight yeah, end, definitely <laughs> never. But he's doing a damn good job. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Chris Olave helped the Saints get back in the game. Uh, but after a devastating hit, like we said, by a car, it seemed like Derek Carr had to exit the game with a concussion, shoulder, and neck injury. Wasn't it something? Everything back. Uh, it was concussion, shoulder, and back. Yeah, back. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah, the whole uh, body. Jameis Winston stepped in, but couldn't really complete the comeback. He missing several passes. Uh, I think he needs to go back to the LASIK surgeon. Not looking too good. He missed some key passes there. Uh, Detroit's defense still has some questions. I mean, it looked like they were back on track when they had that twenty-one and zero lead, and that was just early in the first quarter. And then the Saints started to claw back. Uh, Kamara had a big game. He had two TDs. Um, like I said, Olave had a decent game, um, but it is good to see Jared Goff get back on track after having two really bad games. Yeah, and even with those two bad games, Lions still sitting at nine and three. So nine and three. Yeah. yeah. What are you, they? Probably the second or third seed in the? No, they'd be the third probably. Uh, yeah. Right now, I don't know what they are. Probably goes Eagles, 49ers, and Lions. I bet. Uh, let's see here. Standings, NFL. Uh, probably right now. Yeah. Let's go. Dude, we said we were going to call Greg at 730. Look at that. Look at that. Right Dude, on the we money. we know what we're doing. Uh, Lions are in third. So uh, Eagles, yep. Niners, Lions, Cowboys in the AFC. Dolphins, Ravens, Chiefs, Jaguars. Yep. And Crazy. Pittsburgh. 
behind them, which is nuts, dude. Just real it's quick, though. Wild. Well, I mean, the NFC is about the same, but like the the AFC, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers seven and five, Browns seven and five, Colts seven and five, Texans seven and five, Broncos six and six, Bengals six and six, Buffalo Bills six and six. <laughs> That's yeah. just a logjam of like literally six teams, no seven teams with the same record. It's crazy, man. There's yeah. a lot more parity this year than we've ever seen. Definitely. Well, yeah. well, should we uh, find out who we should bet on this week? Yeah, let's um, get a little bit of steak and angers with Gregors. But first, I forgot to put his fucking number in, so let me dial him up here real quick. Sorry. I thought it was, our, what, did it, was it not saved or No, because we called Alex first, and then I totally forgot to um, put Greg in there oh, afterwards, see. even though I wrote myself a note. So it just goes to show you, even when you try to succeed, you can still fail in life. It's so, all good. No worries. Um, let well, I'll us... give you guys a little bit of an update on the Bucks score. Uh, looks like they're going to knock the Knicks out of the in-season tournament. They're up 112-96 to 96 right now. Yeah, Julius well, Randle's having one hell of a game, though. He's got 36 points. Yeah, way to go, Julius Randle. Finally doing something for the Knicks because everybody was like, why did they trade for him? And now he's, he's their guy. He's been so up and down this year. <laughs> He's yeah. he's had games where he scores a lot and then he drops down. All right. Well, let's get into it right now. We I ordered something. Steak and eggs. Red scrambled. Two steak and eggs coming up. This is Greg. <laughs> this is Greg. <laughs> What's up, Greg? What's up? Dude, don't ever answer the phone like that again. Listen, I will hang up Mr. on you Mr. Businessman. Right away. <laughs> this is oh, my gosh. It's 7.30 on, on the dial. I oh. told you. Dude, told Chad you, nailed it earlier. Yeah. I was like, 7.30 seems late, but Chad's right on the money. And much like him, yep. so are you. As we get to Steak and Angers with Mr. Gregors. You know, the irony here is that I am cooking steaks right now as we speak. Oh, oh my nice. God. Ribeyes, New York strips. What do you got going on there? No, no. I'm a little bit leaner. I'm a tenderloin right now for me. Uh, you, all right. Carnivore diet probably. You've huh? always tendered my loins, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never stop tendering your loins. Really. And I, I appreciate that. Uh, well, buddy, what what do you think in this week? Uh, we need to get your locks. We haven't talked in a little bit. Yeah. And you nailed them I last need to, time. I need to make some money, man. I've been in a slump. I well, I feel yeah. We we had we last time went well. I've been doing well since then. Good. So it sucks that I've been able to share them. Um, Just makes you look better. So two two weeks ago, I went for Mozart two TDs and went pretty hard on that, and that hit. That was plus six hundred. Ooh. So that really got us in the positive uh, about two weeks ago. And that that refilled the coffers, so to speak. Nice. Yep. Yeah, so you know, this week here's here's what I'm feeling extremely confident on, and I'm taking both sides. I'm taking the Raiders money line, and uh, I'm taking the Raiders with the points. Who are the? Let's see. Let me. I should have the schedule pulled up. Who are the Raiders playing? Put the Vikings. Oh wow! You're taking the money line and you're taking the points. Yep, Is taking the money Vegas? line and the points. Is it in Vegas? What's that? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. In Vegas, I think there's Jefferson's coming back. I don't think, you know, if they play Dobbs, which apparently there's discussion that they might not, um, then, you know, I don't think Dobbs has had enough time to really coordinate 
with Jefferson, so I don't see them connecting too much. Who would but they I play could be wrong. Uh, who's there's some other? I can't remember who it was. Hold on, give me one second, guys. Someone I've never heard of. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, well, I saw news that he might not play, and I'm yeah, not sure why. Uh, they're gonna see who gives um, Jefferson the best chance, whatever that means. Hmm. Whatever that means, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I forget who it was. Um, uh, Nick oh, Mullins, Jaron Hall are the other two. And Jaron Hall was the one that came in originally and ended up getting hurt and was yep. the reason why Josh Dobbs ended up going into that game um, on like three days of being in Minnesota. So it looks like Nick Mullins right. will be the next one who I think the last team he was on where he started was San Francisco, but I could be no, wrong. No, he on went that. somewhere else. I'm Did he go sure. somewhere after that? It could that? be San Fran, but I thought he went somewhere else too. So yeah. Um, but the yeah, the Raiders are sitting at plus one thirty eight, so you know, make a little buck off that. If yeah, and off. I'm taking the points just to just to be safe, just to kind of hedge it a little bit. I think it'll be close. I don't know. The Raiders, I mean, since losing McDaniels, have been I mean, they've been Decent. playing well. Yeah. Yeah. They've been playing well and I like what I'm seeing. So that's what I'm going with now. The other thing I'm on is, and I've and I've I've been kind of running it back, is I've been taking the Cowboys total team points for the last two weeks, and I've even been juicing it up and taking alternative team points above thirty. I think right now it's twenty six and a half, if my memory serves me right. Oh yeah, I could definitely see that being higher. So I've been all over Dallas total points. Yeah, their offense um, has been one, red hot. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those that you just got to keep – you got to kind of keep running it back until it fails you, you know? Yep. Hey, and that's a good point. I don't want to divert too much from the Dallas, but I wanted to ask you about the military game we got coming up here. The mm-hmm. under has moved. Uh, the, when I put a bet on it last week, it was – let's see, 29.5. Now it's moved to 27 and a. Twenty-seven and a half for Army at Navy. Are you still going with that under? I mean, statistically, yes, you're supposed to. But <laughs> hammer it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about hammer. God, see, you sit here and you feel uncomfortable. Every single service academy game that I've betted under, I have felt uncomfortable hitting submit. Like Dude, I feel twenty-seven and twenty-eight points is nothing. That's four TDs. Nothing. But historically, they are just low-scoring games. I don't know why. I mean, remember last time it was, what was it, 10-7 going into the second? That was Air Force and Navy, I believe. And then it was a scoreless second half. Exactly. Yep. So, it's just one of those that you just, you know, you got to just, it's hard to break away from something that constantly works. But look at primetime unders, right? We've had mm-hmm. two primetime unders that have gone over. That's why it's hard not to go with it. I, I've already put money on it, man. I, I want to keep going. Chad's doubling down. Yeah. That's, and that's how I feel about uh, the Dallas total team points, is that I'm just going to keep hitting it until, until it doesn't hit. But so far, their offense has been great. So my, my opinion is, you know, with, at 27 and a half, you, I don't think you go crazy, but yeah. You put them on the under, and you hope that uh, that the trend continues to work in your favor. Nice. Okay, so right now we're taking the la- the Raiders. You say the money line and the points. 
I'm I'm on it both. Okay. Yeah, the Raiders are favored by three. Okay. Or so excuse me, three, under yep. yeah yeah under by three. So Raiders. No, they're 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 plus three. They're yeah, plus three. Plus three. Yeah. So Raiders money line and points, and then we are gonna maybe hit the under on the um, military game for sure till they prove Love us wrong. It. Okay. And then we were just talking about Cowboys total team points. That's right. And the Cowboys have been just scoring in bunches and bunches. And they're going against that horrible Eagles defense, so that seems to hit. So that's where Man, we're at. Right- that game, huh? Oh, I just said that's where we're at right now. Is there anything else you have for your locks of the week, Mr. Gregors? No, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much that's what I'm most confident in right now. I dig it. I dig it, man. Those are all solid bets, and you throw those into a parlay, and then what are you cooking with? That's where you yeah. get weird. Tell you what, dude, the parlays have not been good to me. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. It's, it's tough. One like Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk, him going out on that first drive. Every other four other legs hit for a plus fourteen hundred. Yeah, oh, damn. It's always the worst when it's the first one. Like it's one thing if you're waiting on one and it doesn't hit, but when it's the first like it, the, the quarter, like the first quarter of a game, and one leg of your parlay is done, and then it the rest of them it. hit throughout the day, you're just like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. yeah, but that's you know, that's betting, that's man. gambling for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did I go them. on X and immediately start? What do they call it? Do they call it a tweet? What do we call it these days? Uh, We're calling it Exxon. Exxon. Drafting support Exxon. page saying you should void this out as well as hundreds and thousands of other people. Yeah. 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 They should have I think when a player gets hurt. Yeah, I mean that's just it. When I when I make bets and the, a player gets hurt, I'm like I I should get refunded for this. This it's, is bullshit. Yeah. We're not betting on their body breaking down. We're betting on their production, damn yeah. it. It's not the outcome we <laughs> predicted. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, it's bullshit. They should they should have. And I think if they play half a game, sure. All right. They had a good chance. But the first play their first play of the game, no. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there are so exactly. many Aaron futures Rodgers. bets that died within like the first two minutes of the Jets game. <laughs> oh, like just so many, so just instantly, so many people's hearts just shattered Seasons. along with uh, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles that is magnificently put back together somehow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, watching him kind of like throwing the ball and stuff, you're just like, how is this happening? It's not real. Ayahuasca, man. That's it. Ayahuasca and the vibrations from dolphins mating. That's all it takes. (laughs) (laughs) Got to respect the dolphins. Indeed. Always respect the dolphins. Well, man, uh, Greg, best of luck to you, too. I'm going up against you in fantasy this week. Uh, I think I'm out of it, boy. <laughs> you hey, don't know because no, I'm falling not. out of fourth right now, and Minkus is moving up. So yeah, there's a chance that you could usurp and get that four seed. Possible? No, because Minkus, look at the total points. Oh, does he yeah, got you in total I points? I haven't so done a deep dive that into Minkus that. Minkus and I could do is we could tie for fourth, but he has more points. And then you have to rush him. Than I do, so he would eventually he would he would uh, get. The, the right. he would make the playoffs. Yeah, well, at least you're avoiding the toilet bowl. That's good. I am out of the toilet bowl, although it's sad that I won't have anything to do. <laughs> uh, just gamble, I guess. <laughs> just gamble. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah, I'll man. Get some, uh, I'll get some live bets. I'll get some live uh, live lines for the group on who's going to win 
our championship. That's awesome, dude. Do that, please. Do yeah. that would be fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Because I hate being first yeah, place, dude. Anytime I go into the playoffs as first place, that's almost a curse. Where you yeah, you're waiting for out. the the last seed to just beat you in the first round. Yep. <laughs> well, boys. All right. The best of luck. May all your parlays hit. May all your bets be merry, and may you take it to the bank, baby. Hell let's yeah, cha-ching, buddy. Let's take it all the way to the bank, baby. Gregory, we appreciate all you right. as always, man. I love you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. You love you, man. Stay safe and be good. Love you guys. We'll recap it next week and see how we did. Let's Sounds do it, good, man. man. Later, buddy. See Bye, ya. Toodles. All right, that's it. That's Gregory. All right, we know what to hit. Now I just need money to gamble with. Yeah, now you just need a large lump sum of money to put onto those bets, and then you're rocking and or a rolling. Chris, I need $10. (laughs) You got $10, man? I need need to put this parlay in. Greg Greg said I need to make this bet. (laughs) You got $10, I need to put this parlay in right now. All right. We got one last thing to do real quick. One last thing to do. This one isn't going to be a very long one because we all witnessed it happen last night. If you pay attention to sports on that note, it is time for John Daly to hit it hard. I hit it hard, man. Hit it hard. Uh, Hell yeah. That's right. We've reached the end of the show. And if you have not yet, please go like, share, subscribe, and follow us on all things social media. And if you're watching or listening to us right now, please like and subscribe to it. And make sure to rate us five stars, as always, because even if we suck, we look that good on camera, and we sound that good in your ears. Yeah, so, and make it interactive. We're about to yeah. do our daily dose of excellence shot. If you guys don't have shots, take a hit of a pin, bong rip, whatever, whatever you, you want to do. need to make you feel good, do it. Enjoy some intoxicants. Yes, because we all need something to get us through the days of mundane. The dog days working life. of winter. Yes. All right. Um, so we are sitting here. Um, we decided last night after the epic Monday night game that we watched because a lot like, of these primetime games, dude, one. have been snooze fests so aside bad. from last Thursday and this Monday night. Yeah, this last week we got some good football. Man. Yeah, we did. And yep. uh, Jake Browning, man. Jake Browning. We California talked about him a little kid. bit earlier. The California kid. Yep. Um, you were saying he dominated in high school and college. All right. And he's dominating in the league now. History of Jake Browning, if nobody's aware of him. He had to step in for Joe Burrow. So last night he got the start for the Bengals. Joe Cool. Yep. It is his second career start. And everybody expected him, along with me, to get blown out by the Jaguars. Who didn't? Yep. Well, he went to school in California where he scored a perfect 4.0 GPA smart kid at Folsom High School. The very same Folsom where Johnny Cash wrote Folsom Prison Blues, yep. where the prison's nearby. Shot a man in Reno. Just to watch him die. Mm-hmm. Well, he broke state and national records for career touchdown passes at 229 en route to a four-star recruiting tour that brought him to the University of Washington. Washington. While playing for the Huskies, Browning studied at the Foster School of Business. 
Smart kid there. Mm-hmm. Well, he also made history at Washington. Um, not content to rest on his high school high school stardom, Browning etched his name into the collegiate record books early and often for Washington, becoming the true the first true freshman to ever start a season opener at QB for the Huskies. A year later, with 43 TDs and 14 games, he guided UW to its first conference title in 16 years. He finished his college career as the school's all-time passing leader. Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I believe he still holds it, even though Michael Penix, who's a Heisman candidate, didn't break that record. Uh, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yep. And last night, one of the reasons we want to give him this award, which will be in the mail soon, just be watching the UPS, sir, um, just went completely nuclear. 354 passing yards, one TD, uh, a, pa- a rating of 84.0. Oh, wait. Passer rating of 115.5 through for 32 out of 37, man. Yeah, and at one point, I think in the third quarter, he'd only like had like four passes dropped. Yeah. yeah. Not even. He was just yeah, playing in, out of his mind. Out of his mind. I mean, we saw the, the game plan right out of the gate. It was get the ball to Jamar Chase. He's going to be the workload. Let's just get it to him. But it worked, and that's just it. It's like I'm watching this game, and – not trying to turn this on on me, but it's because of the woes that I'm going through. This guy's hitting Jamar Chase for a 76-yard bomb. Dude, fucking Mahomes can't make a deep ball pass to anybody on our team. Got no receivers. Yeah, no receivers. <laughs> but I think, oh, dude, but the big news is, though, they went back to the running game for one, which ended up killing me in our fantasy league. Thank you, Joe Mixon. But here we are looking at a Monday night game where Jake Browning's taking on Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence is... uh you know, at the helm of the eight and four Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the lowly Cincinnati Bengals sitting at six and six with just losing their, you know, franchise quarterback for the year. And we're all thinking this is going to be a blowout. Lo and behold, it isn't a blowout. Mm -hmm. And Trevor Lawrence still has a hell of a game. 22 of 29 for 258 yards and two touchdowns before he left the game late. And CJ Beathard comes in and these guys go into a duel at the end of the game. That just turns into one of the better games we've seen on primetime in a while. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was just such back and forth. It was really going to end up like whoever had the ball last won, and that's exactly how it went. The Jaguars scored a, a field goal in overtime. or No, I don't think they – no, they didn't score in overtime. No, Jacksonville yeah. didn't score. But yeah. they did score that field goal to force overtime, mm-hmm. and then the Bengals got it back in overtime and marched down there and kicked a field goal. You know, and they, they did rely on Mixon. It was smart. But we, what we saw but was Jamar Chase, eleven receptions, one hundred and forty nine yards, and one touchdown. Huge game! It was awesome. <laughs> one of his catches did account for over um, half of that, but yep. still, and that was that Helped last. Me one. win my fantasy matchup. Thank you, Chase. Both of them this week. You yeah. son of a bitch. I draft some good players, man. Huh. But if anybody wonders what happened to Jake Browning after this great college career, um, he went undrafted. A lot of people thought he didn't have the athleticism, the size. And then you look at uh, quarterbacks that went before him. Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, RIP. Yeah, which is nuts. I know. I said that out loud. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. That dude's dead. Yeah, he's dead. 
Yeah, well, um, he did beat also out. Also, one of the weirdest deaths we've had in a while that nobody's really talked about yeah, since. But nonetheless, weird. either way, uh, he did beat out a veteran in Cincinnati too. After um, he got signed as an undrafted free agent to Vikings, and then I think this year he went to the Bengals, and he had to beat out Trevor Simeon, and that didn't seem like a hard job. And so, yeah, he took on the backup job and just played awesome last night. I mean. Yeah, you got great wide receivers, but you got to get the ball there and to show up on prime time and be a division leader in the Jags. Hats off to Jake Browning. Indeed. And uh, he is this week's daily dose of excellence. Yes. So stamp approved. You about spilled stuff. You got so excited with that stamp of approval for Jake Browning. Damn right. Um, so we'll see what he can do. Um, like we were just talking about, man, the, the loss of Jacksonville – and the the winning by the Colts and the you know the win by the Bengals now the AFC's all shook it's up wide open man wide watch open. out for the Bengals and Browning yeah so um, he'll make you brown your pants he'll do it dude I don't know what <laughs> dad that jokes means, for days but it's it'll happen yeah um, so this one goes out to you Mr Jake Browning cheers well to done, you sir. on your journey to the NFL and way to you know when the chips are down and everybody is betting against you. Way to make them eat their words yeah. and swallow those losses. So, Damn right. cheers to you. Much like you, we will continue to do everything we can here to get as many people as we can on this train. Yep. The Fringe Fanatics train. If you guys know anybody out there that you think would be a good guest that really know their shit, mm -hmm. hilarious like us, send them our way. Yeah. We need them. Yep. We want to we want to build a community. That's right. So that's what we're doing the here. The fringe community. The fringe community. Thank you guys as always for Thanks tuning for in. Cheers to each and every one of you. Cheers to you, Chadley. Chris, cheers to you, Christopher. Cheers, 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 cheers. I got it out. Yeah, I love you, buddy. Go. Love you, buddy. We'll see you uh, next week. We'll see you tomorrow at work. That's right. <sighs> I will see you tomorrow at work. Alrighty. All right. Well, guys, on that note, we are getting out of here. We appreciate each and every one of you, as always. Tune in next week and make sure to share the shit out of this stuff. Because uh, for right. every one of you that share it, there might be one that loves it, and that's who we're looking for. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, as always. Love you all. Love you. Toodles. Bye-bye.